This is Kate Versa on the Go Well podcast. Welcome. Today I'm talking with Carla Van La, who is an artist and an arts therapist from Australia. Carla currently lives and works in Victoria, southeastern Australia, on the traditional lands of the Boon Wurrung people in Inverloch. Carla has 30 years experience working with people and the arts for health and well-being in community organisations, justice, health and education contexts. Carla insists on being part of a creative revolution in which art re-embodies lived experience, brings us to our senses and makes us aware of the interconnectedness of all life. She is also an agent of social change. Welcome to the Go Well Show, uh, Carla Van La. Hi, thank you so much. Looking forward to talking to you all about art and art therapy and uh, particularly the latest uh, findings from the Royal Commission into Victoria's uh, mental health system and the new creative arts therapies uh, placed within that. Can you talk about that first off? Oh, sure. Um, As you and your listeners might know, the findings of the Royal Commission were actually released on the 2nd of March. Um, And, you know, the Royal Commission into Victoria's mental health system was a massive undertaking uh, to look at, well, a failing system and why it was failing and to, you know, vision a new system for Victoria that will actually support people's wellbeing and respond to their mental health. And so it was really exciting for us arts therapists when the findings were released because uh, art therapy is now more acknowledged probably than we've ever seen it within Victoria's mental health system ever before. Um, And the Royal Commission has acknowledged more than ever before the work of art therapists um, and our role as, as mental health practitioners within the system. It's absolutely an amazing win and something that you've been working and and your fellow colleagues who are art therapists for many years as well to get to this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I could go back as far as 20 years ago when Mm. I first qualified and um, we formed an association. It was called back then ACARTA, Australian Creative Arts Therapy Association. And so there's some of us, we we were in the first couple of years of graduates of arts therapy in Victoria. Um, So, yeah, we've only had people getting trained to master's level here for the past, you know, few decades. Um, And so some of us have been working for 20 years towards this kind of recognition, but we've had a really concerted um, push through the opportunity of the, the Royal Commission. And so we really worked very hard as a coordinated grassroots collective here in Victoria of arts therapists. Um, and we, uh, we, we communicated, we wrote a statement for the Royal Commission and we communicated with the commissioners and provided them with a whole lot of testimonials from people who've benefited from arts therapy. And we conducted interviews with a lot of arts therapists who are already working in mental health settings and as mental health practitioners. And we were able to compile in a really short time a huge amount of evidence um, that we presented to the Commission and, you know, to their great credit, they took it all very seriously and they they really listened to the voice of the people who want more choice in how they look after their own mental health. It's absolutely fantastic and I think um, 
It's even more so because um, just in my experience of working with different associations across what I do, mm. just uh, getting everybody to contribute and, and work together as well. Uh, mm. It's real testament to you guys. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So can let's let's just explain to um, our listeners a little bit more because there there was the old Mental Health Act, but now there's a new uh, Mental Health and Wellbeing Act as well, isn't there? Yeah. So um, look, some people might already know a bit about the findings of the Royal Commission. Um, we were initially um, our collective, our Victorian collective, were asking for the definition of mental health practitioner in the 2014 Victorian Mental Health Act. We're asking for that definition to be expanded because it listed some of the um, more traditional professions like psychology, social work, occupational therapy and nursing, um, but it hadn't been reviewed for a while and it was actually, the act was really written um, for the context of um, mandatory treatment and even restraint. So it was written for institutions, okay, whereas the Commission has found that it's no longer fit for purpose and that what we need is a Mental Health and Wellbeing Act. Okay, so the, a really big difference mm. in focus mm. of that is that it really identifies the right for all people to live within contexts that support their wellbeing and not just to have a system that uh, tries to respond pretty ineffectively to crisis. Yeah, it's yeah, an amazing thing. Um, well, look, um, going just going digging a bit, a little bit deeper into that, particularly with regard to art therapists. What sort of thing do art therapists do? Because it's quite a broad range, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. So. You know, that, that emphasis on well-being really, um, what they talk about are things like having a holistic approach, um, being inclusive of diversity, uh, valuing um, lived experience, being person-centred, uh, valuing spirituality and connection to place. So these are values that are coming through in the recommendations from the Commission. And for arts therapists, they're really in keeping with the values that we hold as a profession. Um, so it makes sense that art therapy is part of a holistic approach to mental health and well-being because, um, you know, because of the ways that we do work. And we do work with the whole person. So, you know, we work in ways that are embodied um, we can work sort of psychosomatically with people, so assisting people um, through things like relaxation and gentle movement to regulate, you know, their um, emotions and their, their mental state as well. And we can work relationally with people, sort of expressively, um, helping people to, um, you know, express and have parts of themselves seen that might otherwise not be seen or witnessed or validated or heard. And through doing that, people often do deepen and strengthen relationships. So we're working relationally all the time as well. And not only that, but sort of having art in our lives actually contributes to 
the general context that we're living in. And so it makes the world a better place for us all to live with it as well. So it's really multi-layered if you see, you know, the, the spectrum of the ways that we can work. Yes, yes. And so examples of that, um, most people would think art therapy, uh, probably visual art, really painting, drawing, um, or perhaps music. Uh, but, yours, but art therapy actually extends out to mindfulness and things as well, doesn't it? Meditation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And even using um, intermodal approaches where you might, for example, I was just talking to someone today who had been working with a client and um, the client was really anxious and so she suggested they play some relaxation music and her participant was painting while the music was on about how the music was making her feel and as she was doing that she was swaying with the music while she was making marks on paper and the marks that she made ended up becoming an ocean and then when she looked at the ocean she felt a sense of peacefulness so you can see it's really that mm. that way of working is really multimodal or intermodal and integrates sort of music and movement and visual arts and relaxation all together. That's fantastic. And I mean, it really is, I love really that it's actually, it's creative art therapy as well, not just art therapy. That's sort of where it's moved to, isn't it? Uh, which means it gives uh, the practitioners a lot of license, doesn't it? Yeah. And it also enables practitioners to bring their own creativity in. So within the, um, Creative Arts Therapy Association that we now have, which is called Anza Carter, and we have dance movement therapists, uh, visual arts therapists, intermodal therapists, drama therapists. So it's become more and more multimodal. Mm, fantastic. Well, I want to take you uh, into schools now uh, mm. because there are currently which is a relatively new thing is it statewide or federally with the uh, mental health practitioners in schools yeah that was an initiative that was announced last year the mental health practitioners in schools initiative which was um to to have a mental health professional placed in every secondary school in australia okay. so that it's still being rolled out that that initiative yeah um, and, and, and so, but art therapists at this stage are not able to apply for those sorts of positions, is that right? Yeah, look, it's the collective that we now have, which we've been calling ourselves Activate Arts Therapy. Uh, we were, we came together really um, as a group of professionals where we were looking at these mental health practitioners in schools roles and there was a number of art therapists who were saying, oh, I'd really like to apply for that. And as we looked into the position description, we realised that we weren't included in the, the position description. And as we sort of investigated that further, we realised that uh, the professions that were able to apply were those that were listed in the 2014 Victorian Mental Health Act. Um, those professions that I mentioned before and of course that excluded art therapists uh, and so we started writing to the Minister for Mental Health who was then Martin Foley but who's now Minister Molino um, and so that's how we all got how we got started was looking at uh, 
you know, we think that the act is outdated and lots of art therapists already work in uh, mental health services and community services and we'd be great working in schools. So could you please review this description and include us because we know that there are shortages in the mental health workforce and here we are, a well-trained group of people who all have, you know, master's degrees, have completed placements, we have a professional association, we're a self-regulating profession, a bit like social work is, uh, we, we, we keep up with our professional development, we have clinical supervision requirements, and so we do a lot of the same things as the other professions, but yet we're still not recognised when it comes to really important national positions like these ones in schools. Mm. Yeah, that's what got us started with the campaigning for recognition that we mm. has led to, you know, communicating with the Royal Commission and our inclusion in the recommendations. Mm -hmm. But with regard to mental health practitioners in schools, that's still a work in progress. You're still working on that at the moment? That is a work in progress. So uh, that definition in the new positions uh, still hasn't been changed. And what we've most recently been told is that until there is a new act in place, that it won't be reviewed. They'll keep using the old act. Um, but what, what we can tell you is that there's already a lot of arts therapists who do work in schools. So even uh, locally to central Victoria, there's arts therapists who work in a number of organisations who do outreach to schools already. So, and in fact, Central Victoria's got a really strong arts therapy community. Um, there's arts therapists working in places like the Centre Against Sexual Assault, the Centre for Nonviolence, Anglicare, um, and there's a, a really active group called, we call it GRAT, it's the Group of Registered Regional Arts Therapists. And there's dozens of art therapists in that group who are regional arts therapists who meet up regularly and do professional development together. And uh, I guess, actually, Central Victoria is a really strong region. There's been a few people working for about 20 years to establish art therapy in that region. It's probably one of the strongest regions in Victoria, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, just in, with regard to now coming out of the schools and just talking more generally about the difference yeah. between, I guess, um, what's from a, from a more health perspective and, and mental health perspective, yeah. uh, that most of the time when people are in trouble in that regard, they would be sort of moved into C cog cognitive behavioural therapy, CBT, or um, talk-based therapies. What do you see as being um, the benefit of art therapy in, in comparison to that, or should that not be compared, or what, what would you say about that? Yeah, it's actually a really great point, uh, and it's one of the strengths of art, arts therapy. So one thing I didn't mention yet, but there's a lot of evidence, and probably the most significant study that's been published was from the World Health Organization in 2019, and they found that art therapy is life enhancing across the lifespan for people, right? Mm -hmm. And so the way I describe it is, well, yeah, if we, well, many of us can understand that our participation in creative process and in the arts is life enhancing because we've experienced it for ourselves. So that's 
that's pretty easy for people to understand usually. And then when you think about the idea that um, in arts therapy that you have the, the power of the arts to support health and well-being, and it's being facilitated by a trained mental health practitioner, that's your art therapist. So that's you're kind of getting a, a double bonus, if you like. You've got a trained professional and you've got the arts there supporting health. So some, sometimes, or it's pretty often that people... Um, will explain some of the benefits of art therapy in that you don't have to think your way through things and you don't have to talk about things that are hard to talk about because in art therapy you don't have to tell, you can show. Right? So you might show something through your artwork or you might explore something through your artwork and you might even come to know or understand something through your art making that you wouldn't have been able to come to show or tell or understand simply through talking about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, thank yeah. you for, uh, for talking about that. I just, uh, we're coming to the end of our interview, so I just wanted to um, ask you as well, you, you're, you're also doing some work in your local community and... Uh, a creative mental health forum, which is for practitioners. So you're doing a lot of work all the time. It's fantastic. What would you like to share um, about that? Oh, yeah. So I, I live down the Basque Coast, actually. So I'm a regional art therapist as well, but a, a different region to central Victoria. Um, and last year, you know, during COVID, you know, like for many people, a lot of us started meeting up with each other online because uh, we, we would normally get together to do professional development and training in person. But because of COVID, we started running things online. And so a lot of relationships and networks and a really strong sense of community was formed amongst arts therapists ourselves. And so this year, now that things have opened up a bit more, um, we're, we've created the opportunity for us to come together in person and have what we're calling the Creative Mental Health Forum and Self-Care Retreat. So that um, is a place where there's actually 20 facilitators um, presenting workshops and they're both educational, but then there's also workshops that are self-care for the practitioners because um, like, like other health professionals and allied health professionals, arts therapists have been working um, at the forefront to support people who've really suffered through, through COVID and the lockdowns. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're coming together to, I guess, stand strong in our own sense of professional identity and give each other some support as well as some time you know, in a, in a nurturing environment near the living world and to walk our talk together, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. But it's so good that uh, restrictions have lifted and you're able to do that, isn't it, as well? Yeah. So we've got a real diversity of people coming. We've got dance movement therapists, drama therapists, art therapists, um, people who work in different modalities from you know, paper folding to drumming. It's going to be really creative and diverse. Sounds absolutely fantastic. So to people listening in our area, which is up here in Castlemaine, can anybody come along to that? Well, um, some people from 
from your area in Castlemaine are in fact coming and there might be one place left um, that's nearly <laughs> fully booked. Yeah. Um, but what we are doing is uh, filming some of it and so um, people will be able to have a look at, at what goes on there and, you know, if it goes really well, which it seems like it will, then we're hoping it might become an annual event. It sounds fantastic. Well, look, we're coming to the end of the interview. Is there any uh, final comments that you'd like to make? Well, look, I just, I want to thank you for your interest, Kate, in, and, you know, letting me come on the show and talk about it. And if anyone wants to learn more about arts therapy, they can, they can go to the ANZATA website and find out more about our profession. And if anyone would like to know more about me and my work or the Creative Mental Health Forum, you'll find all of that information on my website, which is just carlavanlar.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Carla Van Lar. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay.